Welcome back to the Ashley Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And when it comes to the crypto business, there's no one I like to talk to more to my guests this segment than one and all. And uh, he is uh, someone who's been involved with our media for several years now. Uh, first, when he joined us after a long career as a journalist, uh, he was with uh, Yahoo Finance and, and now the editor-in-chief of one of the most influential uh, crypto sites out there, information sites out there called Decrypt, and uh, their website is Decrypt.co. I'm a huge fan because uh, like so many of the sites out there, there's something there for everyone, regardless of where they are in terms of knowledge. Um, it's a phenomenal place to start. It's a phenomenal place to stay when it comes to understanding crypto. Uh, welcome to the program, as always, uh, Dan Roberts. If you want to add real qu- quick anything else about that before we get into our topic today, and as always, it's going to be an interesting one whenever you come on. I can only tell by what we said during the break. Well, thank you. Yep, good to be back on. Uh, you know, I guess I would tell people that we happen to be talking today on the day of our homepage redesign. So if you head to our website, which is decrypt.co, we have a whole clean new look. We have a news explorer on the left side that has breaking headlines, and then our great features and and other coverage, including our our own GM podcast. We just had on uh, the author Neil Stevenson, who wrote Snow Crash, which was a seminal sci-fi novel that coined the word metaverse. So a lot of exciting stuff going on for us. Uh, It's a great time to be learning more about the space. No lack of news every day. Well, and today we're going to start with a very, uh, we're going to really focus on a, a very interesting story, uh, which is what's going on with what's being described as Silvergate. Uh, why don't you set the stage for us? Sure. So Silvergate uh, was basically the go-to bank for crypto companies to be using for settlements. Uh, there is, you know, a couple of competitors, the Signature Bank, which it sounds like maybe will be the, the heir apparent And then many of them also have a a mainstream bank, like Coinbase uses J.P. Morgan. But Silvergate is publicly traded. The ticker is SI. And the damage kind of started, well, you could argue the damage started months ago because FTX was one of the companies that um, Silvergate worked with. But most recently, last week on Wednesday, Silvergate uh, had to suddenly last-minute delay publishing its annual required 10K report because uh, it said that it was scrambling to figure out unreported losses. Uh, it also said that the bank was less than well capitalized, which you never want to hear. So, you know, start of uh, trading on, on Thursday, the stock was tanking. And next thing you knew, tons of crypto companies that use Silvergate were heading for the exit, saying they would no longer um, settle their payments using Silvergate. They would cut it off. That included Coinbase, Circle, Galaxy, Gemini, Crypto.com. I mean, this was the total exodus. So a very different kind of news event. This isn't quite the same as, you know, Terra, which was a stable coin collapsing last May, or FTX, which was a crypto exchange collapsing in November. This is different because this is a, a real bank, but in some ways more troubling. Um, and the stock has continued to fall down 65% in the last five trading days. The bank is still in business, um, but, you know, it's hard to think it's long for this world. It has now announced that it will simply shut down entirely its SEN, which was its Silvergate um, Payments Network, which was kind of the rails that the crypto companies were all using. So then you saw Bitcoin dive, Ethereum dove, coins were being affected by this, um, you know, fire sale situation with, with Silvergate. 
Okay, so when you say it's a bank, we're talking a, a true FDIC-approved bank? Uh, that's right. That's incredible. That's right. It's based in California. Um, and, you know, some of these banks don't want to work with crypto companies, almost like the, the problem that the marijuana companies face, although maybe not quite to the same extent. Um, but this had sort of become, over time, uh, the go-to. Uh, it, it's a newer bank in the big scheme of things, I think early 90s. But like I said, publicly traded mm -hmm. on the NICE, based in California. And um, now its health is in major, major question. I mean, I've heard people telling me over the last few days that they think um, the bank has sought a bailout from the Fed and got turned down, sought a bailout from J.P. Morgan, got turned down, and maybe we're looking at FDIC receivership here. I mean, those are just rumors and things I've heard. I haven't confirmed that, but I, I basically would not be surprised if this thing is is not in business a week from now. Not a good place uh, today to dump your money in, that's for sure. Interesting. So talk about, you know, so you uh, you talked a lot, as you know, not only about this case, but kind of the laundry list, what is driving the news, uh, it seems so much, uh, when it comes to crypto, a lot of bad news there, Dan. Uh, talk about what kind of impact you think this is going to have on uh, crypto in general. You know, I, I always yeah. look at it and it's like, oh, they're now used to getting this kind of news. <laughs> right. know, I don't know if it ever gets that way, but there's a lot of stuff that's happened. Well, it is funny. I mean, I, I, you know, when I say this, it sounds like I'm trying to justify or defend anything, but the truth is it's a very resilient industry. You know, I mean, whenever these news events happen, the people who think that crypto is stupid and pointless just say, see, see, it's all, it's all stupid and it's all going to collapse. But it doesn't collapse. You know, I mean, the market continues. There are, um, there's volatility, there's market cycles. But a lot of the strongest companies were, were born out of these bear cycles. We're certainly in a bear cycle right now, but that applies to the rest of the economy too. To, to get specific with Silvergate, I'll give you an example of the ripple effects we often see. Whenever, say, an exchange or a company or a service is in trouble, uh, Dapper Labs is the company behind NBA Top Shot. We talked about Top Shot, you know, over a year ago when, you know, NFTs were having a huge boom and, you know, call it a bubble. Top Shot was sort of the first mainstream NFT platform where non-crypto fanatics could go buy NBA NFTs sanctioned by the NBA. So Dapper Labs, the company behind Top Shot, had to announce yesterday that it will no longer support withdrawals through ACH, which, of course, is the uh, clearinghouse, which has been around for many decades, because its payment provider is Circle, and Circle is using Silvergate. So see the chain reaction here, where Circle comes out and says, you know, for the time being, we can't settle transactions on ACH because we were doing that through Silvergate. And now Dapper has to come out and say, well, then we can't do it because we were doing it through Circle. And I just use that to illustrate the, the point that in crypto, there's such a tangled web, and that's why the FTX collapse was so damaging. I mean, so many different hedge funds, apps, services had money tied up with FTX. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very easy for it to become a contagion uh, when it comes to crypto. That's exactly right. Contagion is the word. It's funny. We ran a story at the end of the calendar year um, that the that the biggest sort of overall story or trend in crypto in 2022 was contagion. Um, but you know, wow. again, the, the market yeah. the market survives and continues. <laughs> yeah, and, and in that same vein, uh, because again, I I am kind of crypto agnostic. I think you know that after 
all this time of doing this together. I, I certainly see good. I certainly see bad. I'm not comfortable enough to ever invest in it, so I'm not involved in it at all. Uh, but I think it's too important to ignore. And I love the fact that uh, you bring the good, bad, and the ugly today. You brought some bad and a little ugly. So, um, you know, and so I, you, you're an important source, in my opinion. But on the same vein of what you're saying about resilience, you know, the truth is, Dan, is that this, you know, currently it's, it's uh, Bitcoin, for example, is at $22,000 a coin. And it has pretty much been at that level since June of last year. Pretty stable. Now, I won't say it's perfectly at that, but you're talking very, very nominal drops and very quick pops back up with a general upward trend that we're in now. And so it's been pretty sta- stable for eight, nine months. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's funny. I mean, even amid so much bad news, especially in the U.S., with the SEC going hard against companies and suing them and cracking down on tokens, um, there are sort of continued signs that big companies believe in this stuff and want to get in. And I think that, you know, that kind of goes underreported. Um, so it, it's sort of hard to reconcile that, other than the only way to understand it is they believe that blockchain technology and tokenization is going to stick around. And you're right about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I mean, when FTX collapsed, a lot of what, you know, these, these altcoins, or sometimes we call them, uh, it rhymes with spitcoins, a lot of those plummeted. But Bitcoin has been pretty resilient, and it allowed the um, Bitcoin supporters, people who believe that the only real cryptocurrency that matters is Bitcoin, the original one, it allowed them a little victory lap to say, you know, Bitcoin continues to exist. It does what it's supposed to do. The Bitcoin blockchain doesn't go down. It doesn't have outages. It doesn't get hacked. So, you know, the price fluctuates, but it's been trading for 13 years and will continue to do so. Yeah, and and for for at least nine months or so, it's not been as wild fluctuations as that. So, yeah, and again, I'm not hearing what the total year has been like. You know, you want to add the three more months to the nine months I'm using? Yeah, it gets a little uglier. But we've seen a nice long period of stability. Dan, we've gone a little over. It's been a while since you've been on. I think I'm taking advantage of you on that. Uh, Final thoughts as we wrap it up and give that website one more time. Sure. Uh, We are decrypt.co. It's a .co. You know, we've been around since 2018. I guess I'd say the most interesting thing right now, in some ways, is the same story that has been the most interesting thing in the industry for five years already, and that is regulation in the U.S. You know, what are lawmakers going to do about regulating crypto, especially when it comes to companies who want to offer their own token, which every company in crypto wants to be able to do. But if Gary Gensler and the SEC say, oh, that's an unregistered securities offering, you got to be careful. But at the same time, when people see these headlines, just understand that it doesn't mean they're going to suddenly shut it down. They can, you know, the government is not going to say, well, we're shutting down crypto, mostly because they can't. But also there are signs that that's not what they want to do. They want to figure out how to make it safer for regular folks to not lose their shirts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and people, uh, free market types in particular, bemoan regulations. But let's say, face it, with some regulations, that, whatever it is you're talking about, is never going to become ubiquitous. It's always going to be small. It's never going to really grow. So there's a, there's a real upside to regulations that critics of such often have a hard time uh, focusing on, I think. So very good point to end on. Thanks so much, as always, Dan Roberts, the Crypt.C. I am Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more.